God Family Nation. Okay, excellent. And so, well, I know one thing that stood out to me, right, was that fear shuts down your brain. So kind of tying into what Brother Palau was saying, if you operate in fear, which this is the topic that I want to discuss, operating in the spirit of fear, right? And, and, and why we shouldn't do that and what that means and what that looks like, and especially from a, a biblical perspective and a spiritual perspective. But what is talk about how fear shuts down your brain. So like Brother Palau was using the example of the ladder. If you if the ladder begins to slip from under you, if you don't operate in fear, then you think the situation through, and actually your brain moves really quick, and you will have you you have ten thoughts in in a matter of two seconds, and you'll make a decision. I'm about to do this, and you will do something, and and you know and, and you know prevent yourself from uh, sustaining maximum injury, right? But if you operate in fear, the rest of your brain shuts down and then you might just grab the ladder and squeeze it as tight as you can. You might not move. You might scream. You might jump when you shouldn't jump. You know, you might have could have, you, you know, there might have been another shelf or something. You waited. The ladder would have fell so far that you would jumped off and grabbed hold of that one. You might have still failed, but you would have minimized the damage you took. But when you operate in fear, your rest of your brain is not functioning, right? So the scripture, uh, the scriptures talk about this, right? And and so I, I think it's something that we really need to examine and understand why it's so important that we do not operate in fear, why we don't make decisions out of fear. And and understand if you make a decision out of fear, it's not a sound decision because you were not using most of your 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 brain, most of your logic, right? And so that's one of the things I I, I, um, I noticed from that is that how fear shuts down the brain. Um, based on what I just said, do y'all have anything y'all want to say? Um, I think that that was um, that that is something to think about, especially considering the current time with this so-called pandemic and the fact that um, you don't even it's deep, but watching this video and taking the concepts and putting them into play, you don't need an actual threat. You just need the fear of a threat. The idea of, yeah. Or the idea of a threat to get people to do what it is you want them to do. Mm. And that's kind of, that kind of seems like to me what's happening right now with a lot of things. Most people don't know anyone for certain that died of this virus. As a matter of fact, even according to the statistics we have, there's a 99.9% survival rate, but we have everybody running around with a mask, afraid to touch the next person. Everybody's looking at the next person like they're contaminated. Well, if we're looking at the statistics right now, then 99.9% of people don't have this virus. What are we afraid of? Why are we spraying ourselves down with chemicals for? Why are we distancing ourselves from companionship and love and all these other things that we as humans are innately designed to receive? Like, why are we doing these things? It's all out of fear. I don't want to get this virus. You got the virus or you might have the virus. If, you see, if, if you're looking at every single person you look at as a potential threat, then that's a problem. In reality, you should be looking at it like, okay, all these people I'm seeing, let's say you see a thousand people, right? Right. 
one person out of that thousand might have it. Might, if it's real. So if you're in a mall and it's a thousand people in there and there's one person, and we know that viruses, and they've done the studies, they don't transfer into people with healthy immune systems. Um, there was a study to also show that um, there was one person who was asymptomatic, allegedly, and had the virus and exposed to 500 other people who did not receive uh, the virus through that person because the virus does not transfer from people that are asymptomatic. As a matter of fact, science teaches that a virus can't be asymptomatic. You can't have an asymptomatic virus. I mean, th there's so many laws of science that contradict everything that we're going into <laughs> with this pandemic. But all I'm using this to say is that with everything happening right now, this is a perfect example of how living in fear can shape your reality into something that might not even be true. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You're right, right on. And that's the crazy thing is that our people, just just not even our people, all people right now is just having that, that, that fear mechanism over their head to the point that people would, would give in to this society that's gonna eventually destroy them, you know what I mean? With the, you know, we understand about the, the mark of the beast, who, you know, the chip and all that, all this leading up to, because I, I just left Walmart, you know, so before I actually got on this um, podcast with y'all and everything. And it was my first time going to Walmart since everything happened. Because before, um, when everything was going on, I really couldn't go to Walmart because it was closing so early. It closed like six o'clock, you know what I mean? PM, it was closing real early. Uh, so now it's kind of closing back no, like 8, 8 p.m., 9. So I, this is my first time going there in a while. And as soon as I get there, it's like, yo, it's kind of like I had stepped outside the bubble that I am because I, 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 I live a life where I just focus on the most high, go to work, come home, you know what I'm saying, do the, do the work with the, you know what I'm saying, with y'all, with the brothers and stuff. And we just, you know, just trying to build and all this. So going to Walmart kind of me stepped, stepped outside this bubble and I'm like, wow, like everybody operating in fear. It's the um a lady a pen on um, the lady who worked for the um the medical uh, CDC people, she's at the Walmart, I got a table and for you to get in the Walmart, you gotta walk past her table and if you don't have a mask, she's gonna hand you a mask and you go up in there and everybody has a mask. You can't go on Walmart without a mask. So everybody got a, got a mask on, and it's it's right when you get into the door, it's somebody else in there making sure that you got your mask on. So everybody just like it's like a fear thing, but everybody touching everything and doing all this. What you mean, like, <laughs> right. like you know, what I'm saying I I even touched something, dropped it, or it fell on my shirt. I put it back on the shelf, like you know what I mean, like okay, like so. But why got this? Why we have this fear mechanism on 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 us? You know, and the most I didn't give us the spirit of fear. Yeah, we have this thing, yeah. You know, we have this thing on us now. It's like, yo, is 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 giving us. You you put the fear into the people, and they would do anything you want them to do. Everybody wearing a mask now. Everybody and their mama wearing a mask. You can't go no. This this is the new reality of the world we live in. There, mask. That's the but the mask not even saving nothing. It's not, it's not saving anything, you know. And it, and it, and it, it's crazy. But the, I think it's a very good topic because our people, people, just people, is 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 they they learn the government or the powers that be learn how to produce this fear to a certain degree, 
And then when people step on the scene, like for us, for example, we trying to preach the Bible, talk about the Bible knowledge. People was people were saying that we were fear mongering. You know, what I'm saying we, we, they were saying that we was five, ten years ago. They were saying that we was fear mongering. Mm. You know, but now look what's oh, going on point. now. Look, look what's going right. on now. Now they want to oh, this might be true. Five, ten, like seven years ago, people thought I was tripping crazy talking about an RFD chip. Now oh, yeah. people, people like oh, it, it actually. It's true. Yeah, like, yeah. Now, <laughs> Bill, Bill Gates' vaccine is is, is up next, and they think yeah. up with the RFID chip. Kanye West exactly. he said that the uh, the vaccine they about to come with is a mark of the beast. Now I don't know, I'm not, not necessarily say I agree with him, but I'm just saying the fact that this is even being discussed right now, after all these years of uh, of different people talking about it, I mean, what do you have to say about that, man? Because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not fear, you know. Because the thing is, when it comes to the Bible, we wasn't doing fear mongering. Y'all th- thought it was they, they thought it was fear mongering, you know what I mean? But what the government got planned for y'all is real fear, you know what I mean? Real, we giving y'all the the uh, information so it won't be no threat, so you can learn how to make that decision with your brain. Like we just looking at make the decision with your brain to to, to, to to think in different ways and how to make a decision when 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 the situation is coming at you, like a car coming because right now a car is coming at people. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? The government is sending cars at people. And people not and people didn't the things that we were saying, people want to say it was fear mongering, but now for for those that's in the know, the cars is coming and we know how to get out of the way. We're going to get out of the way, but people are going to stay there with the people headlights on and still get hit, you know, and that's what's going on. You know what I mean? With that. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into an interesting, an interesting direction, right? I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know what y'all was going to go, but that's a very interesting point, which made me go into some things. But before we I go get back, I want to read something, right? I'm in second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. It says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind, right? Now, the scriptures also tell us that, uh, one other scripture right quick, um, it also tells us that perfect love casteth out all fear, right? Yep. So, meaning that, showing that the opposite of love is not hate, it's fear. The opposite of love is fear. Uh, So, uh, that and that is uh, let's see, that is First John four and eighteen, right? It says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love, and that kind of goes back to that video talking about the mental state or how the fear affects the mind, right? You're you're in this state, you're you're in stress, you're stressed out. So, one thing I want brothers and sisters and those listening to take away from this is that fear is not of the most high. And if you're making a decision based on fear, it's not a good decision. The, and if, if fear does not come from the most high God, if God has not given us fear, because when the scripture says fear God, <clears throat> it means reverence or respect. The same way you fear your parents. You're not afraid of them in the sense of you're terrified of them, but you, ha- you have a certain level of respect and reverence. There are a certain degree of fear, but not fear of it like it's in, in a threatening manner so it's a it's a it's a it's, it's more reverence and respect so um if you're making decisions like that you're not making good decisions so 
when when you're in a situation and you have to make a decision, whether it's a split second decision or a long term decision, because sometimes people might have a job and say, man, should I take this job way over here? And then people start saying, well, man, you know, I, I don't know nobody there. And this is all fear. And you can't make decisions based on fear. You have to make decisions based on understanding, wisdom. You know, you consult, you consult with the most high, your logic, right? You consult with the most high, you, you uh, seek wise counsel. You maybe talk to somebody who's, who moved to that area or maybe find people in the area, maybe, you know, do some research on it or something like that. Then you make a decision, but you can't make decisions based on fear, what you're afraid of. Well, I don't know people. I don't this. I don't that. Out of negative, from a negative, you have to make it from a positive or a true standpoint. Um, so that's one thing I want people to understand. The other thing is we want, I want to look at the, the, because fear doesn't come from the most high, that means it has to come from the other source. There's only one or two places something comes from, either from the most high or from the lack of the most high, what we call evil, or the fallen one, Satan, right? So if fear is not coming from the most high, then it's coming from the devil. So why does the devil want us in fear? And what kind of, Corey, what you went into immediately, which triggered me, is that fear is a control mechanism. Yep. Right. And don't and don't take my word for it. This is this is facts. Right. And so I think, Brother Corey, you just kind of illustrated or talked about, highlighted uh, how fear is being used today. And then and, and Brother Palau, you kind of reiterated the same thing. Looking at what's going on right now, they're using fear because here it is less than point. I think it's point zero 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 something percent of the population has been affected with this, quote unquote, COVID-19, which from what I understand, is just a, a, a stronger version of the flu it's a bad case of the flu because i know people i know lots of people who had who had who were very sick before we knew the term COVID 19 was produced before i had ever heard of coronavirus which i'm not saying it wasn't out but i hadn't ever heard of it or didn't remember it um i know people got sick last december you know yeah. in, in uh, november october you know and and you know it's three months october november december right so <clears throat> I know people that were really sick. I remember, uh, as a matter of fact, the brother that does the podcast with us sometimes, he was really sick. And I remember him telling me, I was sick. And I couldn't breathe. I, 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 thought, I, might, I thought I was going to die or something, you know. And, you know, but he, he went to the hospital, and they, they really couldn't help him whatever. They just gave him a little medicine, but it didn't really help. His, his chest was tight. You know, he, was, you know, he, was having, he, he wasn't breathing normally, but he never panicked. He was never afraid. And, you know, he just... <clears throat> you know, he just trusted and and, and, and wrote it out. And it's so many people, it's so many people that were sick in October, November, December, really, really sick like that for like three weeks. It, it was kind of long, longer than normal. It was really, really bad. And I mean, I know one family, um, it was the mom and all the children were sick like that. I mean, they were really, really sick. And they were like, man, this is different. But they weren't afraid because they just thought it was the flu. So they weren't they were not operating in fear. Nobody died. Right now you fast forward. The media has successfully pushed this fear out. And now people, because of fear, they'll run to the hospital and let these people put you on this ventilator, which is collapsing people's lungs. It's not the, the flu that's killing people. Although I say flu, meaning COVID-19 is killing people. It's the it's the ventilators. Yep. And there's, there's gas a gas chambers like uh, yeah. <laughs> right? uh, Germany. Right, right. There's a nurse that came out and said, listen, we're murdering people in these hospitals with these ventilators. So it, I'm not just, just pulling this out of a hat when I'm saying this. This is what's happening, right? Um, I remember when Scarface came out because I was like, man, COVID not real. Now I'm saying this stuff. And then Scarface came out, the rapper, right? Brad, uh, Brad, what's it, Brad, Brad something. Yeah. Um, 
um I forget the brand, but Scarface, the rapper, um, his name Brad something, right? He he came, he said he got COVID nineteen. And then he was saying how he got COVID nineteen and his kidneys collapsed. And I'm like, what does COVID have to do with his kidneys collapsing? That was, I, I see no connection. Then I didn't see I don't see any now. But one thing he said, right? He's in Houston, Texas, and he said he was like, uh, he said, man, I, I was sick, man. He said I was sick, and then my my kidneys collapsed. He said, man, and then he he bounced back, you know, he was getting better, and then it it, it hit him again, right? And he was like, man, he said, but one thing he said, one thing I wasn't gonna do was go to the hospital. He said I wasn't going to the hospital because when you go to the hospital, and I, this is before I was even aware of this, he said, man, you go to the hospital and they put you on a ventilator. He said the ventilator is killing people. Now, this is just him from his own two cents, his own eyes telling him, man, from what he's seen with his own eyes. Because, like I said, this is before the nurse oh, came out and said this. Scarface just said, that's what, really, that was the first time I got wind of the ventilators was killing people. Yeah. And he was like, man, they put you on the ventilators, you out, it's over. And I'm like, what? And so then, and then more and more information started coming out about these ventilators. But it was, it, but, but he, he's the type of person, he prides himself on not being afraid of nothing. So he was like, man, I wouldn't, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm too strong-willed for this COVID to take me out. I just couldn't, I wasn't going to let it take me out, you know? And that's the opposite of operating in fear. The most I give is a spirit of sound mind with the self-control, power, and love, right? And so he was operating in that power. You know, that lack of the opposite of fear. He wouldn't operate in that space of fear. So understanding how fear controls you and how the enemy will use fear to manipulate you and you won't think clearly and you will not act in faith. You, if you're afraid, you will not. Fear will paralyze you from acting in faith. See, it's one thing to have faith. It's another thing to act on the faith. It's like it's one thing to have a gun. It's another thing to shoot your gun. You got a gun and a bear's running up on you and you get and you're afraid, you get so afraid you don't even pull the trick. You stand there with the gun and ball a bear maul you up with the gun. What good is faith if you won't use it? What good is the faith if you let fear freeze you up from using the faith? So, you know, this is something I, I think that on a on a on a much deeper level is plaguing our community because we are afraid of so many things. We're afraid of you know, we're afraid of the police. We we teach our children to be afraid of the police. Before they can even really talk good, they, they know to be afraid of the police. So when we operate, we operate from a standpoint of fear. I like I have I have friends that are military, right? And it, it they're just their mentality is different. So when they see when the when the police come, they don't operate in fear. They deal with the police from a different and they don't have the same problems of many the same problems that many brown skinned people have when interacting with the police because the energy is different. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not doing nothing wrong. And I, and that's, I know that from my personal experience, when I was younger, I operated with fear when the police and they would stop me and violate my rights. And I was just so happy that they didn't take me to jail. I said, well, do whatever, just don't take me to jail. But as I got older, that fear left. And so when the police, huh, even, even when I was in the midst of illegal activity, because yeah. I wasn't afraid of them, I was I would deal with them a certain way and they would leave me alone because they're looking like like and I'm not saying the police are the devil but the, the scripture says the devil is a lion seeking whom he may devour the police yeah. in our neighborhoods oh, are the same man. way they're looking for people who are ignorant and are afraid and they take advantage of that fear and and so is we have to learn how not to be afraid and stop operating in fear and operating in love and self control and in power and if we Yo. can do that we can overcome a lot of things and so. Yeah, go ahead. I want you to say what oh, you want to say, and I'm, I'm going to come back to yeah. how fear is used to control, because I got this article I want to look into, but go ahead. Yeah, so you said a couple things that I want to kind of, you know, uh, touch on. One of them related to the, the COVID-19 thing and the 
ventilators, and then the devil. You mentioned, you know, the devil walketh about as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And these two points kind of go hand in hand with one another. So um, I have this book. I can't find it right now, but it's called Ace of Fables. I don't, I, I'm sure many of the listeners out there are probably familiar with Ace of. So Ace of, um, uh, I don't want to go into his background, but just to touch on a little bit, Asip, I believe he was an Ethiopian slave. Uh, he was a descendant of some Ethiopian slaves that were taken uh, captive, and um, he became a world-renowned famous author. He wrote many fables, and these fables, they're like short stories with very strong morals behind them and, and wisdom behind them. I actually enjoy reading them because it reminds me uh, in some ways of Proverbs. So Aesop has this uh, fable. It's about a sick lion, right? So the lion, he's old, his teeth are worn out, his, his claws are worn out, and he's too old and too feeble to hunt. So what he does is um, he goes and he captures like a rat or something like that. And he squeezes the rat and he tells the rat, he's like, look, uh, tell these, go tell all the animals in the jungle that I'm sick. I'm going to be in this cave. Tell them to come pay their final respects to me uh, before yeah. I die, right? So the lion, he goes in the cave, and then the, the rat goes out into all the animals. The lion is sick. He's about to die. We got to go see him before he die, hear what he got to say, and all these other things. So the animals, they line up, okay, they go to the cave. One animal go in after the other. 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 And it just continues, right? Um, people can hear the screams coming out of the cave. They hear, uh, you know, all kinds of noise. They hear claws and all kinds of stuff. The animals hear all of this, but they still going into the cave. So it gets down to the fox. A fox is the last animal, mm. you know? So the fox gets to the cave and the fox is looking at the, the trails the trails leading into the cave, but there are no trails coming out of the cave. So the, the fox stands at the door of the cave and then the fox asks the lion, he's like, okay, Mr. Lion, I heard you sick and all of these things, but I have a question. And he's like, okay, um, all these animals have come in to visit you, but there are no trails leading out. So what's going on with, with this? And, you know, the lion tries to make up this lie. And before the lion can even think to make up a lie, the, the fox darts off and goes and tells all the other animals, like, look, you know, don't fall for this whole thing here. Like, the, 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 the lion, he's calling these people to this cave for one reason, but they're not leaving. They're getting devoured. You get what I'm saying? So I, I brought out that point to, to kind of to say something. This nurse that you mentioned, there was another another nurse, excuse me, um, in the Epic Center of the Epic Center. It was New York City Elmhurst Hospital. She recorded on video how these nurses were uh, logging people into the system as COVID positive when in fact they were COVID negative. And they were putting these people on ventilators that were not sick and killing them. And she said the only person that she recollects leaving the hospital mm, was a mm -hmm. person that was on drugs right. and the, the drugs that were in the ventilator were not strong enough to put them under. And they, uh, they, they took, took, the the, took the tube yeah. out of their own nose. So 
I mean, these stories that, you know, that story I just read, I mean, just think about it. This is an old ancient story, but the, the, the moral behind it still applies. If you see hundreds of people going into a hospital, people that aren't even sick, that don't have COVID-19, and they're being told they have something that they themselves know they don't have, but because of fear and because someone is telling them they have it, they believe they have it, and their body shuts down. There were also some doctors who came out and said that if you are under stress or under fear and you take a COVID-19 test, you're gonna come back positive because the test is not necessarily for a virus per se, it's for exosomes and exosomes respond to any uh, negative hormone that is released within your body in response right. to an illness or fear or stress or anything. Right, so right. it's a, it's a, it's a, it gives, it gives false reads. Yeah, false reads. So it's, it's a game. They understand that, okay, this person's scared. They come in the hospital, they ain't gonna be able to breathe, but that's a symptom. They, they breathe in lightly because they're scared. I give them this test. They're already under stress, they're under fear. They're not thinking logically. They're gonna believe whatever I tell them. So I give you this test and I tell you, you got this disease. Now your body starts shutting down. It's fear. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I'm just making this point to say, even people with common sense, people with common sense like Scarface, who said he had it, didn't bother to go to the hospital. And he's alive. Right. You know what I'm saying? But people that there have been people, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this and think about this. And it's the last thing I have to say on this. There have been people who were not sick at all, but mm -hmm. just wanted to go to the hospital to get a negative test. They went into the hospital to get a negative test, fully healthy. They didn't get that negative test. They were told they had COVID-19. They got hooked up to a machine and they died. Think about that. That's crazy. Mm. That's, that's fear. Crazy. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it is. They controlling people through fear. And now, it's now listen, man. I did not know that's what the, this is where this conversation was going to go. And once you started talking the first time after I, I coined the the uh, topic, right, that we were going to discuss, you said some things that made me look into. I, I Googled uh, how fear controls people. And I found this article. And this is crazy because this article is pretty much going to tie in almost everything we talked about thus far in this podcast. This is interesting, right? So check this out. I'm going to read the first few uh, paragraphs and then, We'll, I want to get y'all feedback, right? So it says, there are many different systems of control operating at the same time on all peoples all over the world, political, legal, and religious. It says, there are two primary principles that enable large-scale control of the masses. First and foremost is fear in its many forms. One of the most persuasive and useful to the rulers is the fear of being an outsider and not accepted. So social pressure is manipulated through the media. The other principle at work is, the most, is that most people accept the system they are born into and then see the world through that lens. They don't ever sit down and really ask fundamental questions, which is what I try to do here at The Truth, right? So this is what the person who's writing this article saying. So that's funny because we talked about asking questions 
and questioning things, right? Asking these fundamental questions. And it's saying, so the fear of being an outsider, the fear of being looked at, looked at as abnormal or not regular is what keeps people from asking questions, even when it's something they personally say, I don't think that's true. I don't agree with that. They ask these, but they don't want to ask these questions, right? And uh, it is it, based on fear. So a lot of times, because everyone else seems to be doing it normal, I'll give you a prime example. And, and you know what? And, and, I'm, and I should be ashamed, but things worked out fine, so I'm not. But this this happened to me, right? When my second son was born, um, I was I like I I was catching him as he was coming, you know, coming out of the womb, right? And his head was wrinkled like a like a like a fried like fried chicken skin. Like it wasn't hard, but it was just wrinkled like your elbow. It was like really really wrinkled. And his head was shaped funny. And when I saw this, I said, oh, my goodness, something is wrong with my baby. Like, he's going to be, you know, he's not going to be normal. And, you know, I'm, on the inside, I'm panicking. But I got to be strong for my wife, right? My mother-in-law is there. The nurses, and they've been telling me how good a job I've been doing, coaching my wife and all this stuff. But now at this point, like, I'm, I don't know what to do. My baby head looked like a I'm – try, <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. It looked like a little wrinkled piece of skin, right? And – uh I'm saying something's wrong, right? But I didn't say nothing. I just looked around at everybody else in the room because here's my mother-in-law. She's had several children, so she knows what, what's normal, right? My wife can't see, but the nurses, they do this every day. They do this several times a day, right? And they're not saying nothing. They, they still, like, everything is normal. So I'm saying, okay, maybe this is normal. Maybe I'm tripping, Right, but that just goes to show you how we look. We we don't want to be outside normal because on the inside, I'm saying instead of me saying, "Hey, is something wrong with my baby's head? What's wrong? Why he look like that?" And they say, "Oh, it's this normal." I didn't say anything because you know everybody else seemed like it's normal. So it's the same thing that happens, I think, on a mass scale in society. Right, uh, you know, regardless of what's happening, if everybody else acts a certain kind of way, you're just gonna accept it, whether it's, it's weird or not, whether it's, 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 you know, it's normal or not, we're just going to accept it because everybody else can accept it. So that's kind of what this is saying. People out of fear don't want to be looked at as an outsider. You, wanna, you don't want to be looked at as not normal, so you don't say anything. So that's what we call social pressure, right? So let me finish reading here. It says, um, the reason people fail to ask simple and fundamental questions are complicated, but a major component is I mean of it is that people fear being outside the acceptable cultural box. Many are scared to even admit there is a box, lest they look like fools for not having seen it before or for having given it, given it to, uh, given, see, or for or for having given into it so easily. I think it's meant to say it's a typo here. Um, everyone has a preference for politics, religion and worldviews that they were brought up under. Of course, some people rebel, most, uh, but most rebellion is quite predictable depending on the culture and amounts, of, uh, amount, amounts to nothing more than moving towards another available group. So it says here, I'm reminded of a hilarious South Park episode where, excuse me, um, they went goth because of a bad breakup with a girl. And what did uh, see? And what did you have to do in order to be a goth? Simple, just dress like us and talk like us and act like us. Perfect summary of ninety-nine percent of rebellion. It isn't so much that people are actually examining the universe 
of choice so much as they are driven by internal fear of being a true outsider to one of the other acceptable cultural choices. Rarely does someone actually ex uh, step outside of the cultural box itself entirely. They have simply attached themselves to a new group of people who are an acceptable alternative. They've gone goth, quote unquote. So what, what's, your, what's your response to this so far? Go ahead, Palau. Hello, you go ahead. Oh, you cut out. Hello? Yeah. What'd you say? No, I was telling Corey, go, on, go ahead. Reread that last part you just said. Uh, let me see. Let me go back to the article right quick. The last, the last part, it was saying, um, uh, this is, no, wait. Okay, so it, is it, is it, uh, it isn't so much that people are actually examining the universe of choices so much as they are driven by internal fear of being a true outsider to one one uh, of the other acceptable cultural choices. Yeah, exactly. Rarely, yeah. Yeah. Rarely nah, just, no. I can go on. Yeah, yeah. Want to actually step outside of cultural the cultural box itself entirely? They have simply attached themselves to a new group or of people who who are acceptable, uh, who are an acceptable alternative. They've gone gone. Mm. Yeah, people don't want to be looked at as the as the as the eye the eye You know what I mean? In 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 these situations that that we in, so they fear of being different when everything else is is is, is happening. When the world, especially what's going on right now, while the, while the world is changing around you and you just going to acclimate yourself to go along with the program, but instead of you just speaking out or saying, yeah, this, this, is not, this, is, this is not normal, what's going on, this, this is not right, everybody just going to accept it. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to wear this mask then. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to eventually... I'm going to get the vaccine. I'm going to because I want things to go back to somewhat normal. So people are just scared to be the the, the odd bod. You know what I'm saying? The dude, the dude, scared to stick out like like a sore thumb. You know what I mean? Why everybody else is doing the same thing? You know, just basically kind of kind of much what you said about um about your son and everything. Um, yeah. people just it's something that's um um uh. I'm a, um, I'm a, uh, it's a, I want to say the right word, but it's, it's something that's embedded in us, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, that make us want to be like, if I, if, if I say this, or if I, if, or if, even if I don't say this and I just, and I just go with the program, then I'm going to be okay, you know what I mean, whether if I do say this and I find out what's the right answer based on me expressing myself on how I feel about this, then it will give me more of a comfort. But people is fear to not say nothing and just follow the and follow the program. You know, and it's and it's it's a it's a sad picture for real, for real, for especially what's going on in this society and they know that they study the human the human brain. So they know right. that's why I'm about to go to. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. So they they know they know how okay if we place this right here we play in it I was like look life changed just like that in less than three months you know life 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 changed like that so just imagine what else they got up their sleeve and and knowing that they've been studying the human brain so they knew that this was going to take they knew that once they do this that people was going to react a certain way and going to eventually 
operate the way that they want people to operate, you know? So it's all just a little game that they know how people are going to operate because they understand the fear mechanism that's put on our people because they're studying us. They're studying our people. So it's like, wow, like, we got this down pat, you know? Next, now is the mass. Next is the vaccine. And then after the vaccine, next is the, it'll be the chip. So it's like, everybody's going to follow, follow the line. You know what I mean? And then right now, matter of fact, right, 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 right about, right about now, they speaking about people will have to move out their homes and go into family member homes because once they actually stop or reduce certain amounts of the, um, the unemployment that people would not be able, or once they um, bring back, people got to pay their mortgages back and stuff like that. Because right now, a lot of things is on hold and they be a little lenient with certain things. But once they start bringing these things back, people would not be able to to pay the rent or pay these things in full amount. And a lot of people would be forced to move back to their families, you know, to, to, to back to certain back, back to certain families and move in together with certain family members and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So they know all this stuff is going to go down because people, people, they, 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 they're going to use the fear to, 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 to do all of that. You know what I mean? And it, it is like, it's like, wow, like they know these steps before these steps even happen. You know what I mean? Cause they know how the people going to react. Yeah, peer pressure, man, is serious because essentially what it comes down to, if I could trick the people that ain't got no sense because there are more people that ain't got no common sense, and I'm not saying this in a, in a demeaning way uh, to come to speak as if I'm above anybody, but I would say this, there are more people not using, not say they don't have it, not using their common sense and logic than people that actually do, people that are uh, going to question things. There are very, there are few of those kind of people compared to the people who go along with everything. So basically you get these people who don't question anything to be your army of pawns to make the people who question something uh, feel bad and try to shame them and make them feel as though they're a threat to the whole, when in reality, no, it's the person who's telling you to be afraid of this threat that none of us have been even shown to actually exist. That's the threat to all of us. So when you talk about fear naturally, because people want to be accepted, people want to be loved, people don't want to be hated or rejected. People fear uh, what others may think of them if they go against the grain. You get what I'm saying? This is why we need to respect people who actually do it because it's not an easy thing. You get what I'm saying? Uh, the most high guy, he's gonna ride with you all the way. He's gonna be with you. Christ's gonna be with you. Cause he said, woe unto you if people, if everybody love you. If the world love you and, and people receive you well and the stuff that you saying, if it ain't ruffling some kind of feathers and people not you know, looking at you with a side eye like you might be crazy, something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna come a time where they look back up and say, well, man, that brother that was saying all this stuff and we thought he was crazy, he on point. But that point happened after Christ was crucified in his own case, after they crucified him and then that earthquake happened in the temple rent, that was when they realized they made the mistake. 
You know what I'm saying? It's going to be too late. So I just want to say, like, I certainly agree that the use of uh, fear to divide people in regards to people being afraid to be an outcast or a black sheep is definitely real. It's used on the smallest level by gang members. It's used by government. It's used by religious sects. It's used by police which is why the good police, quote unquote, don't speak out against bad police. It's why people that are being, uh, uh, you know, mistreated in some places don't speak out. It's used on so many levels. It's a demonic, demonic practice. It's something that demons use. You know what I'm saying? So, and Corey, on top of that, like what you had said, because that article I was reading was that jang, that jang on point. And what you had mentioned about peer pressure, you know, what I mean, because they use this fear thing is it's, it's like it's kind of like it's like bullying, you know, what I mean, it's yeah, like exactly. it's like it's like it's like bullying and peer pressure, you know, what I mean, like, OK, so if I do speak out, everybody look at me and it is bullying me. And if I don't speak out and just follow the program, then. I won't be I won't be bullied into 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 doing those things that 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 they're trying to force me to do because I'm gonna automatically do it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's 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 a it's a it's it's really bullying, you know what I'm saying? To control somebody's fear, to to have the power to control some to, to put the fear in somebody and control they to control their fear thoughts, their fear pattern. That's 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 psychologically. A bully, you know what I mean, on a whole nother total different level, you know what I mean, for real, for real. Yeah, and, and a peer pressure. For me, yeah, for me, the biggest part about it is being controlled by something or somebody outside of my own will. You know, <clears throat> the Most High does not. Uh, he gives us free will. He does not take control of our will and make us do something we don't want to do. But fear will do that, right? And one of the biggest things about fear that stands out to me, Revelations twenty-one and eight, it, it gives a list of people that will. Uh, take part or have their part in the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone <clears throat> I'm sorry in the lake that which burns with fire and brimstone and the first type of person it lists is the fearful because you and you have to understand well why why is it so bad to be fearful if you are afraid you can be controlled and manipulated to do war against the most high himself against Christ himself and that's what's going to happen, you know, uh, on a large scale. And so these same people who, be, through fear, warred against Christ are going to find themselves on the wrong side of this situation and be cast into the lake of fire because they were afraid of something else. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really because the article, I was reading through the article a little bit more, and it goes into a lot more stuff about how fear controls us, right? But I don't want to read the whole article. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me, for those who might want to, Go check out the article, um, which I just I just looked this up right before we started, so I don't know everything he goes into, and I I can't say I subscribe to everything he's going into, but it was interesting. And it's uh, the name of the article is the truth about the law. Um, it was the truth about the law dot com. Yeah, www.thetruthaboutthelaw.com is the actual website, and then this uh, article says the basics of how they control people with fear. Is the name of that particular article, and then he goes into it. Uh, and so, but without, mm-hmm. I, without, you know, I just want people to understand that fear is a psychological enemy. 
and it's, it you know it shuts down the brain. You make poor decisions, and you will you will go against Christ. You will against going to the Most High Himself. Like for example, here you have Peter, right? Christ was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and when 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 he got through praying, you know, here comes Judas with the guys. They gave him thirty pieces of silver. He says, "The person I kiss on the cheek, that's going to be the Messiah. That's the one. You, that's who you're looking for." They didn't even know what he looked like, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you know, to the Romans, it's, it's just a bunch of darkies. So yeah. you know, we all look alike. So we you know, so they couldn't. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't pick him out. They couldn't pick him out. The rest of them, right? So Judas goes over, kiss him on the cheek, and then they come to arrest Christ, the the Mash, uh, Mashiach, right? And Peter pulls out his swords and, and says he cuts the man ear off. Now, I don't believe that <clears throat> Peter was a sniper with a sword where he swung and just perfectly aimed and sliced the guy's ear off. I just logically, I think he swung the sword at this man's head, defending Christ. The dude went to weave or duck or something. His ear got cut off in the process. Christ picked his ear up and put it back on. Miracle, bing, didn't mean nothing to the people. He said, hey, Peter, it's not time for that. Peter was ready to die right there. <laughs> he was ready to die for Christ right then and there. He said, I'm going to die. You know, you don't have to kill me before you take my, 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 my master, my savior. And Christ told him, chill out. Now here it is a few hours later. Now this is in the wee hours of the morning, right? A few hours later, as the sun is coming up, they got Christ in court, they, they're, they're questioning him and everything. And now he's about to be crucified. And, you know, it's likely that anybody who he's associated with is gonna share the same fate. Now this same Peter who was willing to die a few hours ago, I mean, literally hours ago, they saw somebody in the crowd say, hey, hey, you, you was with him. And he said, no, nah, no, nah, I, I, I wasn't with him. Yeah, you even talk like him. No, I'm telling you, that wasn't me. I wasn't with him. And somebody else said, yeah, I recognize you, man. You was with him. He got the curse. I don't know that MF. I, I did not tell you. Get the, on my face. Like, he just, you know, he got the tripping. And, and then the rooster crowed. He remembered what Christ told him. You're going to deny me three times before the rooster crow. But out of fear. Here it is. He went from being fearless to fearful. And out of fear, he denied his own Savior. The person who gave him the power to cast out demons and to heal the sick and to walk on water, he denied him right there. So if, if somebody who was with the Christ can be overtaken by fear and act out in such a manner that's so contrary to who they were, then what does that mean for us? So we really have to be conscious and mindful that we're not operating in fear and that we're not being controlled by fear. And I'm going to read this scripture, Revelations 21 and 8. And it says, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers. So it's lumping in fearful with murderers and the whoremongers. These are people who, who are fornicating, sleeping around and, and sorcerers. So it's lumping in fearful with the sorcerers and idolaters, people who worship other gods and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So death being separation from so death is a separation. So we, uh, in the first death, which is a physical death, we separate from our bodies. In the second death, we're separated. Our spirit, our soul is separated from the Most High. That's the second death. So if you're separated from the Most High, you go to a place where the Most High is not. That's the absence of everything that's the Most High. That's the absence of light, of love, of power, companionship, friendship, strength. Anything that's good that comes to the Most High is not in this place. There's no happiness. There's no joy. There's no companion. People think they're going to go to hell and they're going to be there with their buddies. Well, I ain't the only one going to hell. That's true. But there will not be companionship. You won't have comfort of saying, well, I'm not here by myself. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, even though you're not there by yourself, your torment is going to be alone. You're going to be tormented alone. 
You're not going to be able to hold hands and resist with your buddy, your friend, or the person next to you. That's not that's not going to be the case. So, um, but it nonetheless the point being that the fearful are lumped in with all this because fear will cause you to go against the Most High God. I and mean, like I said, I just showed the example with Peter, and there's other you know there's other example even with, with, with well, going back to Peter, right? <laughs> he walking on the water. He looked down. He got afraid. The fear overrode his faith. How can you have faith and fear in the same spirit? Same soul, you know what I'm saying? They were occupied, right? So, yeah. um. <clears throat> that's that's just what that's why I want people to take away from the whole thing about fear. I mean, because there's so many different parts, like you said, so many different parts of how fear is being used to control. But if you just don't operate in the spirit of fear, and that takes practice, it takes practice to not operate in fear. And I think, you know, for me, I can say I've been in situations where, um, instead of panicking, I focused. And it's it's, it's crazy how things seem to slow down, and you can just you can just plan your move in the midst of everything. Like everything is going, it's happening a hundred miles an hour, but at the same time you're seeing it in slow motion because you're not afraid. And I've been in situations where I was afraid. And, and then after the fact, I said, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. But your mind is not working. You're not thinking properly yeah. because you're operating in fear. And then yeah. you have how fear is being used on a mass scale to control the people. So snap out of it. Don't be afraid. Think logically, ask fundamental questions, you know, based on understanding the wisdom, self-control, power and love, and not operating in fear and just following the masses and doing what everybody's saying, even though it doesn't make sense. A lot of Man. things that's going on in the world today that don't make absolutely no sense, but because we're afraid of being looked at like we're weird, and we're afraid of being called conspiracy theorists, we're afraid of, of losing our job or losing our friends or whatever it is, we don't ask certain questions or we don't question certain things. So let's not operate in fear. Um, That's real though, bro, because yeah. um, with the with the fear thing, through fear, they're going to end up building this, this, this new world order through people's yeah, fear. J yeah, just like yeah. Nimrod was able to build the Tower of Babel, you know what I'm saying, through putting the fear in people, you know what I'm saying, to the point that even after the, the Tower of Babel and stuff like that, a Abraham, he didn't have no fear. You know what I'm saying? Abraham, he, the most I told him to get up and go, that brother, he he got up and took his stuff and and, and, and left and told his father, this is what I'm going to do. And and, um, and Nimrod wanted to kill Abram. You know what I'm saying? Try, put him in, to. tried to kill him, put him in the fire and all that. That brother had no fear to the point he didn't burn up because his faith over, overshadowed his fear. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, through fear, they will, we will actually be, we they, they will make us build their empire, their new, this new world order, by by this fear. You know what I mean? And this this is a sad thing. It's a sad thing. Yeah, yeah. You know they create they create this boogeyman, right? Uh, what's it called? Um, uh, terrorist terrorism. <laughs> The war, mm -hmm. the war on terrorism. Terrorism is an idea, it's a concept that keeps people in a constant state of fear. We're afraid of the terrorists. Who are the terrorists? Oh, it's the Taliban. And we find out they work for America. Oh, it's, uh, uh, what, what was the one that came after that, after the Taliban? Uh, the, um, the one that was, they said was, took over Syria? yeah, so you know, and all these people funded and created by the CIA. You know what? 
That's some wild stuff. Because you remember what I was saying earlier off air when we would talk about the whole era, my, the situation in the post office, right? With my brother that I was telling you. Um, it, it, it's crazy, right? The media makes Arabs look like terrorists and us black people believe it, you know, to where we'll act on it. And then the media portrays us black people as thugs and crooks and whores and all these other things. And the other nations believe it. So it's kind of like a, a mind manipulation thing to play everybody against the next person. Oh, this, okay, so they looking at you looking at them like a terrorist, they gonna blow some up. They looking at you like you gonna shoot some up. They then, then both of y'all looking at the Asians like the Asian gonna get y'all sick. And, and everybody looking at the white man like he gonna save you when all wait, he's wait, wait, doing wait. the past 400 years is destroying is, everything. Is there, there's a white man? You know what I'm talking about, man. Pink, pink man. Oh, okay. My, my, my. The, the European, okay. The European, now, the, European the, 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 the non-melanated man. The Europeans, no offense when I say pink. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, uh, we're we going to color. I mean, we're going to color. I'm brown. If, if you're going to call me black, then yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be offended if I call you pink. Or you're tan. I can't even say tan, but you're, you're beige. So, beige. Beige. Yeah, I get uh, it. Or peach. Peach. Or, or yeah. I would say non, the non, non, non melanated. Yeah, that's, that's even, I would say that's more politically correct. So you can go on that. European. But what I'm saying is the media, the, the very people that's destroying the Middle East, the very people that destroyed the Native Americans, the very people that have enslaved the Blacks, the very people that have done all of these things are the ones controlling the media that gets to tell everybody else what other people are. But it's never focused on them and what they have been doing and what they are. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. when we talk about fear, a lot of people, right now what's happening is people are walking around in fear of each other. You know what I'm saying? People are, it's, it's not even about a virus anymore. It's about mm. you might, you, mm. you are the virus. You might have the virus, therefore you are the virus. Don't come near me, don't touch me, don't talk to me, all of that. So it's not even necessarily about the virus. It's about people yeah. not wanting to deal with each other anymore because everybody's looking at the next person as a threat, when the only threat there is, is the media and the people behind it. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it's funny that you say that because I remember seeing a commercial and it's, it's I run, they use heavy, heavy melanated people or brown skinned people for this commercial, right? And they, it, was a, yeah. it was a mother and a son. They were like in a little minivan and they pull up to this house and they get out and they, they're playing like a song, like an old, like a Al Green song or something like that. You know, maybe, maybe some Teddy mm -hmm. P or something. And, they, and they, they get out and they turn the radio real loud. And they open, they stand in the street, and it's like I don't know what's going on. Then these um, these elderly people come to the door. You know, it's an elderly man and woman. They come to the door, and they wave, and then they just start. You know, the, it's the it's an elderly husband and wife, and they just they hug, and they just kind of start slow dancing. And then then you realize, oh, this is the grandparents. This is the the grandparents. The the mother is their daughter, and then she has her son, and they're going to see they they're going to check on their grandparents, but they're social distancing. So. They're not going to give their grandparents a hug. They're just doing it from a distance. And then what you just said, maybe they okay, so now you're creating this thing where people are afraid of their own family members. They're afraid to embrace their own family members. So you don't even trust the people that, that you hold dearest to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you talk about destroying the family unit when you can't even go check on your grandparents, you know, people who may need you. 
people who are depending on you, you know, because they're too old to, or they, you know, their, their health won't allow them to, you know, necessarily take care of themselves the way they need to. And now you can't even go over there because you're afraid of coronavirus. That is, that's deep. That's crazy, but that's you know showing how fear, fear, you know, the fear of of coronavirus, this this idea, will keep is separating families, separating mothers, you know, children, children from their parents, mothers and fathers and sons and daughters. That is crazy. And I remember saying this when it first came out, and I said it real light, but now I'm th- looking at it now. I'm like that was really true what I said. Like it was it was much deeper than what I meant by it and what I realize it to be now. But I said I, I said this kind of in a joking manner, but seriously, but in a joking way. I said, man, only people that catch coronavirus are people that are afraid. You have to be afraid to catch coronavirus. I yeah. meant that, but I didn't I don't I didn't understand the depth of what I was saying at the moment. But I I do believe that that you have to be afraid to get it. And then you talk about when when because I remember watching the 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 breakdown when the guy was talking about uh, how they test for coronavirus and how stress, your stress levels alone could create the environment in your body to cause you to test positive for Corona. So fear will cause you to test positive for Corona. So when I said that, I didn't really understand how true that was, but people who are afraid will catch coronavirus or they'll at least test positive for it. And it's really just a virus like the flu. It's another form of the flu. And so that's just, that's very interesting. So brothers and sisters, we really hope, that you guys have been uh, edified by this podcast, that you've learned some things uh, from this. And um, I learned some things. It was edifying for me. I don't know about y'all. How, how, how y'all feel about it? Oh, yeah. It was very eye-opening, eye man. Real tired. Yeah, I had no idea it was going to go here. Edifying. Had no idea it was going to go here, man. Let the most high work, man. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, man. Praise the Father. Praise the Father, man. Oh, so, praise, man. Praise the most yeah, man. So y'all listening, man, if y'all enjoyed this podcast, please share. Please go um, to our social media, help us spread the word, become part of the movement. You know, we talked about, it's funny, we talked about earlier about, um, you know, people want to be a, follow a king and not follow the most high, right? And and that's part of why we go with the philosophy. We have this philosophy of God, family, nation, right? Not king, family, nation, not leader, family, nation, but God, God first, we follow the most high God. We take care of our families and our families grow into nations. So that's what we want to do. You know, we want to spread this ideology of putting God first as a nation of people, taking care of our families, right? It's time, it's time for the men to step up in the house and take care of their families, to guide their families. It's time for the women to step up and follow these, these righteous brothers, you know, get you a righteous man. Women, you set the standards and you don't accept nothing less than a brother that's after the most high's own heart. You go out there and you get you a King David. You know, Pookie and Earl and Ray Ray, they got to transform the King David. They got to be the best version of themselves. They got to be the godly <laughs> version of Pookie. You know what I'm saying? You hey. can't just be, you know, Pookie from the block. You got to be Pookie from the pulpit. Yeah. You know, and that's walking it. That's living it, you know. Ain't nothing wrong with Pookie, but just, you know, the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember, I remember when I met my wife, man. When I met my wife, I wasn't where I need to be. And guess what? She wasn't going to, she wouldn't give me the time. That we can have a conversation. That's about it. But it wasn't it wasn't until I got baptized that she even entertained the idea of us, you know, courting. So, you know, you got to set the standard, you know, we as, as sisters, I'm talking to the sisters, you got to set that standard, you know, and then and then you have that unit and you have a, a, a union between a man and a woman and the foundation being Christ. Then, you know, and then that's going to guide the family unit and then that family is going to produce, you know, more women and children, men, women and children, and those, and that becomes the nation. And now we have a whole nation that 
seek God first, that praise to God first, that ask God for permission first, you know, so before we do anything. And, and if God be with us, who can be against us? So, you know, that's the idea of God family nation. And that's what we want, you know, brothers and sisters to embrace, to operate in. And, and I think that's the answer. That's the only thing, you know, you know, that's the answer. You just got to ask the question. So we uh, hope you guys enjoy. Once again, follow us. Uh, check out the Facebook, God Family Nation, all one word. Instagram, God Family Nation, 144. We're on YouTube, God Family Nation, all one word. You know, and, and be patient with on the YouTube. I'll tell y'all, I, mean, I was trying to upload this video. I uploaded one part, but the other part, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It changed. I remember I did it before, but I don't know. But I'm working on that. We're working on YouTube. We're going to get it together. Just bad with us. And uh, we appreciate your feedback. Go Give us the feedback. Check us out. Follow us and, and you know, let us know what you guys think. Give us some ideas for topics that you would like to hear us talk about. And we would love if you if, if you are out there listening and you are qualified to speak on particular issues, we would love to have you guys uh, someone, you know, have you on the show or if you know someone that's qualified to speak on issues or if you would like to have somebody come on the show that can bring an opposing viewpoint, we would, we're welcome and we're open to discuss those things, you know. We're pretty much in agreement on a lot of things, not necessarily everything, but a lot of things. So sometimes you get kind of get one perspective on one side of the coin. So we welcome that. We definitely welcome that. And um, you know, as long we're looking as you're forward to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And come with come with the facts. Come with the information. Yeah, yeah. Dot your eyes, cross your t's. You know, don't come here talking what you think and what you feel. You know, we all have feelings and thoughts, and that's good. But that's that's when we talk about edifying the people, it needs to be some factual foundation, you know, information. So, um, but I mean, it depends on. I guess it depends on the topic and what we're talking about. You know, yeah. so so, so I, I'm, you know, we're not gonna say so you can't come with your opinion. You know, it depends on the, on the situation. But yeah, you know, uh, it it just needs to be something people can really utilize and and, and grow from. So we welcome that. We're looking forward to the future. Uh, is, is there anything else we need to? Say anything else I'm forgetting? Um, All right. If not, um, love, laugh, learn. God, family, nation. Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to God, family, nation.